Welcome, everybody, to the Lakers Lounge. I am Anthony Irwin. Um, as part of tonight's conversation, if anybody says anything that I disagree with, I am kicking them off. Um, is, that, is that okay? Is that all right? <laughs> no, is yeah, that... kick, kick me off so I can go watch the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to having to watch it through the door with everybody. I'm... I can't put it on the TV next to me because it is the Thursday night, the platform that shall remain nameless. It's not on regular TV, so I don't have that. This is not a smart TV in my guest room. They make dumb TV still? I mean, this TV, I wouldn't call it new necessarily. The one that's in my guest room. <laughs> yeah. I would not call it a new a new television. I have a flat screen, and I was trying to put on like a Lakers-Pistons game, and it just crashed. I'm serious. The Vizio TV just started flickering. I don't know what to Doing do. Doing you a favor. Been- I'm, I really don't know what to do. I've never had a TV break. I brought this like... I thought you were going to say I've never had a TV before. <laughs> <laughs> it just started flickering. Like, I don't know what to do. I, it, it broke. I, I had to rewatch the games on the computer. It's uh, It's been rough. <laughs> this is going to be the, fine, the, the thing that actually breaks Rod, and so he won't rewatch games. TVs gonna, are cheap. Gonna be the thing. Like, this, this, I feel like... I feel like TVs are, are like pretty easy to come by. There's a bunch of like brands that make yeah. cheaper TVs that you know cheaper TVs are not expensive any longer. No, yeah, like they, especially smart smart TVs. Like you, you can go pick up a a fifty incher for like or fifty five incher for a few hundred bucks. Like it's not. Uh, yeah, but that's I mean that's not even big enough for your foyer. So that's true. Doing? I did just mount. I mounted. You know, we used to have the two TVs in the living room, and I put one TV out into the back patio so that Jen's piano can now go where, where the other P, uh, TV was. I think I'm going to regret that because I already miss having two TVs, like a lot. I, I, Coco Melon, Netflix. What is that? Can we, can, can we get Netflix to, to, to give Coco, Coco Melon, Melon the musk treatment? Like, we just got we just gotta get it up out of there. What is like, this Coco is Melon? just awful. Yeah, what's Coco Melon? You guys don't have kids. People uh, who have kids... People, people who 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 scored it. Mm, I'm looking from uh, the guest room into the living room. I think I can see it from here. Uh, it looks like George Kittle, I think. Yeah. Did are I you, tell you guys you in how your my playoffs? Well, I, yeah. I, so my Rod doesn't team, even know what fantasy football is. No, probably not. I've, it was I've, I've heard the words. I've heard the words I, together. Before. I needed to win. I needed to win. Either of my last two games to get into the playoffs, I thought I had it all figured out. Um, Kyler Murray was my quarterback, so he had a bye two weeks ago, and then uh, in that one, I picked up Jimmy G because uh, he had actually been playing well, like with those with that with those weapons. Um, Jimmy G lasts like five minutes into the game, breaks his foot. And then in uh, and and I wind up losing that matchup by like five points, despite not having a quarterback. And then the following week, Kyler Murray plays for like thirty three seconds, and I lose that matchup by five points, despite not having mm. a quarterback. It was just, I hate fantasy. I hate it. I you know what? I actually hate, fantasy football. I like. I hate fantasy basketball. I'm in a fantasy basketball uh, league. It's too with, much that, that Trudell runs, and it's every day. Mm, I do yeah. not enjoy it. Ten out of ten, do not recommend. I used to, I used to essentially like because I, I used to be in a fantasy f- basketball one too, and 
Um, had a pretty good team. It was a keeper league, and I picked up Anthony Davis like in his second year. So I had LeBron and Anthony Davis on my team, um, and it worked out pretty well. And I surrounded them Seems with like talent. You know, like I, I I was able to pick up some 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 guys who filled the other stats that I needed to fill, gave them space to be able to operate however they needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it turns out that's really not that difficult to do. I I, I don't think is is surround. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis and LeBron James with talent, right? That should be something that did you have a did you have a uh, did you have a salary cap in in your fantasy basketball league? I did not. No, no. You just had a just just a regular old draft, right? Just get whoever you want. Just draft whoever's there. Uh, no, that was um, no. I mean, like we had a it was the auction draft. Mm. So like you did have a budget that you had to go in with, and Mm. you know how many how many teams. I was like 16 teams. It was a pretty deep. It's pretty league. deep. That's yeah. That's pretty deep. Yeah. yeah. Was it a good Half prize of... at the end or, or not really? Yeah, it was like a thousand bucks at the end of the season oh, that I wound up winning. Pretty good. So yeah, yeah. I don't. I, Trudell has more bandwidth than anyone on planet Earth. Mike, get at me. I want in this uh, league. You can have my team next year. I, <laughs> I literally don't want to do it anymore. I did really. To be honest, I started it started last year and didn't want to do it again this year, but just didn't really do anything about it until it was too late. So I'm in it this year. I do not want to do it next year. You can have my team. You have to update the starters, right? Like every single day. Every like you day. Have to get... No, yeah, you, I couldn't... Can, you can set your starters at like the week, that like that Sunday. And then like if you have to check in to hurt, see like. Yeah. You can, but the, the problem is it's not the way this league works is you only get there all the, all these different positions, right? There's, I think it's two centers, utility, right? There's so it's, a forward, it's a power forward, with the Lakers. Forward. So uh, are you allowed to like have wings on your roster? Are you allowed? Like you are, that... you are, you are. Yeah, you're allowed to. Yeah, yeah. The problem though <laughs> is, is there a height limit on on these rosters? Uh, there is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. There's a total height limit. Uh, you only get 82 games at each position, so it's not like you just play all of your guys all the time because then you run out of spe- you run out by the time the mm-hmm. year is over, you run out of spots, you run out of games. So. Yeah, it's it's not. I don't. I do not enjoy it. My team's okay. Brandon Ingram's been hurt a lot. Michael Porter Jr. is always hurt. Yeah, it's not. I, I don't. LeBron was hurt for a while. I have LeBron. I, LeBron was hurt for a while. Devin Booker's been hurt a lot. It's not. It's. I do not enjoy it. Not <laughs> well, enjoy that's it. the thing. I think that would drive me the most insane in fantasy basketball is like back when I played. Wow, I sounded old. Rick and Moody. Rick and Moody. Yeah, <laughs> sounded like Mitch Get off my lawn. <laughs> like, like yelling, yelling, old man yells at clouds. <laughs> um, so, like, back when I was playing, like, it was actually kind of predictable, like, who was going to be available. There wasn't as much, like, resting and all of that stuff. Yeah. I think that by itself would knock me out of fantasy basketball. Like, I, having to care about third-string wings. Yeah. Um which I, I do care about because the Lakers don't have a third string wing, but like it, I, it's, it's something that I couldn't deal with in, 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 in that regard. I wouldn't want to it's care. Also about like, I, again, true just has the most bandwidth for if you go on, like on a flight, on a team flight, Trudell will listen to a podcast at two times speed. He'll mm-hmm. be watching something on, on his phone. He'll be watching, uh, he'll be watching a game on his iPad He's got uh, he's got league pass. He's watching a game, the game on his iPad, and he is also like writing an article for .com, and he can do all of this at the same at the same time. It is truly incredible. Plus, he has the bandwidth to make all these changes to the to his fantasy team every day, and you know when like 
he also remembers he'll, he'll notice like you know when anthony davis the other day was you know played what did he play eight minutes or something and wasn't mm-hmm. feeling well like he, by the time anthony davis had gotten back to the locker room he had already picked up thomas bryant like oh thomas <laughs> bryant. tomorrow thomas bryant or whatever the next game is. i think that's insider like, trading thomas i think bryant, that's right? no i mean I think any of us he's gonna be it. sharing he's gonna be sharing a jail, a jail cell with martha stewart <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, shout out True. Uh, shout out True and all of his bandwidth. Yeah, it's like every because uh, Trudell is also a Vikings fan, so every so he often is. we'll we'll uh, yeah is is a Vikings fan. Yes, he is. Yeah. And so um, every so often, I'll you know he and I've been texting throughout the season, and neither he or I believe in the Vikings. Like we just <laughs> all year. Is it the Vikings been, or is it your quarterback? It's it's the Vikings. We just we both think they're frauds. Because like of, we both they are frauds, but is, yeah. is it because of your quarterback? You know, Kirk hasn't been that bad this year. I think the defense is oh, pretty bad. He's a fraud. He's not. Bad. Yeah, I mean, he's like, uh, he, he's, he's not somebody G. I trust. He's like, he's, he's like, eh, but you just know he's going to play. I think he's a little better than. That's going to lose it. I think he's, he's a little than better than Jimmy. Yeah, I think but he's a little better than Jimmy. But like, like you know that one play is coming where he's not going to be good enough. Yeah. Or he'll make that one mistake that costs you. It's plays that he can't make. Like it, like the thing that drives me crazy about Kirk is, it, and like this is the case for like all stationary quarterbacks is like you'll see opportunities for them to run, and they'll just stand there, and I'm just like, fucking move! Like you, you can't. You have you have 350 pound people who can run five like, like crazy can't. 40 yard dashes. How are you just standing there? Um, and it's just crazy to me to like watch that to, to like to think that that is still involved in the NFL in, in any real way. But um, all right, we don't have you guys for for as long as we normally do. Aaron has successfully taken ten minutes of this show. Um, we have I learned a lot, a lot about to talk football. about. That was fun. I learned uh, <laughs> learned about the Vikings, uh, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> learn new stuff every day. Roger is furiously googling. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is like people think this is a wait bit so is, about is like the actual kirk good like do they employ just his cousin like what's like who's <laughs> this is not a bit like everybody thinks it's a bit about raj raj doesn't it's like any, raj doesn't like anything but lakers basketball he doesn't yeah. like well i think he likes basketball i think yeah, he, like, he does actually, like basketball but like you know. there's nothing else that he, it's not a bit he just wants to like no. talk about basketball on the internet watch lakers games and hang out i picture like, i picture raj anything else Raj, you live by yourself, right? Like you, I do. Shockingly, yeah. Okay, so uh, I picture Raj's. I picture Raj's apartment, like that meme. It's like, why does every man's room look like this? And it's like a lounge chair. That's all we can yeah, right. TV on like a box. Yeah, like, because that's all we this need. Is how right? I picture yeah. Raj living because he has no, no other interest. He's like, <laughs> and Raj is like secretly some like multi-billionaire right. who just, just doesn't like, buy anything like he just smaller <laughs> all he wants to do he just is doesn't watch have it is break down lakers basketball and talk about it on the internet it's like it's the only thing that rod likes yeah i told i told like three people i was going to see south bay and i got why i mean what do you mean why it's it's, it's basketball it's <laughs> actually this have you have you been south bay games are fun yeah so i went to the ucla one a couple times today it's in ontario so it's the clippers home Clippers G League home. Um, oh, you're going to a Clippers G League t- game. Yeah, but South Bay's playing, so it's uh, yeah, uh-huh. Agua Caliente. Uh-huh. Is that what it is? Yeah, Agua Caliente. Yeah, uh, in Ontario, uh-huh. in uh, on the Toyota Arena. So um, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I hope Max Christie is playing. They're gonna be. You're gonna get the jersey swaps again. You know, 
<laughs> the, 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 the Raj Clipper <laughs> jersey swap. They're going to put Agua Caliente Raj I'm saying. <laughs> Completely coincidental. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we do actually have a lot to talk about here. Um, starting with the latest, you know, we are now on December 15th. And the latest news regarding what the Lakers are, 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 are potentially thinking about doing. I think there's a positive way to look at this, and I think there's a negative way to look at this. Uh, Raj, I'll let you choose um, which direction we, we at least start in. Let's start positive. Yeah, let's 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 go let's go, let's go in that direction. <laughs> I'm joined now by the Agua Caliente Clippers. <laughs> Raj brought to you by the Iowa Caliente Clippers. Raj, how how uh, how heartbroken were you at the Clipper Daryl news and footage? Oh man, that's you know it's crazy. I when I was at like game six, he was like a few rows next to me and absolutely screaming um, stuff. So I've I've had the Clipper Daryl experience where he's been been close. Um, not saying I see why that happened, but you know I've, I've, I've I have been, been there. <laughs> <laughs> Violence is never the answer. No, of course is. not. Of course except not. when it is. However, uh, no. yeah, don't we, fuck who, who with knows, security the, guards. That was yeah, clearly a security guard. Like that whatever, guy is. Yeah, there's three other people standing there in the same T-shirt. This person, like, I, and I just know that Clipper Daryl was sitting there. He's like, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Trying to get by the security guard, and the security guard like snapped. I can't blame him. I can't say I blame him. Well, it did look like Clipper Daryl put his hands on him, the security guard. Yeah. Or took a swipe at him or something. But, I mean, still, that's... Uh, it's yeah. that guy's job. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's, I mean... It's like, the, it's like the best day of I his gotta be, career. I gotta be honest, though. That's like, you know, the people are like, you know, if you work, wherever you work, it doesn't matter, right? Like, if we work at a convenience store or you work at uh, Best Buy or you work at McDonald's or you work anywhere, right, that, like, has a product, I don't give a shit, like if you come in and rob my store, like I yeah, it's my job. I don't care what, like I'm not getting myself, I'm not getting myself busted up over somebody else's something that they hey, have insurance look, for. Right. Like, look, that guy didn't get busted up, man. No, I know. But like my point, like, is, I like, think, I think, I think in that case, so he's like, I'm so very crazy. happy to bust this dude up. I know. Which makes me think there was some kind of like something said or some history. Cause he looked yeah. ready to do like, again, like, yeah, I know it's his job, but like if Clipper Dale really like wants to go somewhere else, like, go past him like you can't man no, no but when he like pushes on i'm like all right man yeah, whatever i let somebody else deal with that like i don't <laughs> the dude got arrested i believe like i don't need i don't need to get arrested for knocking out clipper daryl in the in, in the Look. like the, after a clipper game at at, at crypto.com arena like, i got I, I don't need that in my life again if i got arrested for 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 knocking out clipper daryl I think I'd put that on my profile. Like that, <laughs> I believe. Yeah, that, that would put on. I put that on my resume. That, would that, would the video of that replace the video your Euro stumble or whatever it's called. That it's way more video. impressive. It's, it's, <laughs> it's significantly more impressive than my Euro stumble uh, video. Uh, but yeah, Raj, uh, which it? direction do you want to go? Optimistic or pessimistic on the reaction to uh, the, the the new cycle to this point? I mean. I would like to lean optimistic. I just, I think it's been the same stuff. It was pretty predictable to me, the stuff that was going to come out, um, the Kuzma stuff, the Evan Fournier stuff. I mean, 
to me, this is like day one of like a really long stretch. I know we've been talking trades and stuff for a long time, but this is like when the bell rings, like when you barely get to start the, the discussion and we're going to get all the lies, truths, whatever come come from this. So I don't know. We're 11 and 16. I think it's go time. I think, you know, the Sam Amick, uh, was it Sam Amick who put out the Russell Westbrook is not, uh, is unlikely to get moved. Was that him who put that out? Yep. That was yeah. Amick. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Russell, I think that's kind of what the Lakers wanted, right? You had like the narrative story that they wanted out. Aaron can speak more to this than, than anyone, but like I'm thinking like what they wanted out was like, yeah, Russell Westbrook has played to enough where we're no longer desperate. I don't know if other teams feel that way, but I think that's like what the Lakers wanted. And I think at least Russ's production, you can kind of try and sell that story. I, st I still think there's a lot of like our record and, you know, he's coming off the bench. All that stuff to me is a lot louder, but. I think we're going to start getting sold stories and that's the optimistic point of view is like the Lakers at least feel like they, you know, can go into discussions with some, like some backbone with not being as um, tied to, or being as desperate. I don't know. I think it's, okay. um, I think, I think well, the rust let's, let's really yeah, quickly ahead. fill people in on the actual news cycle today. So like you okay. said, Raj, Sam Amick comes out with the piece saying that Russell Westbrook is un is now considered unlikely to be moved because of the right. way that he has played to this point. Um, we also have heard that the Lakers are interested in Evan Fournier and that the Knicks are trying to attach Cam Reddish to Fournier um, instead of draft compensation, um, which is interesting also. Uh, we've also heard now a few times over that the Lakers are in on Bojan Bogdanovic, um, you know, and they have been in on him since... Uh, he, he was with the Utah Jazz. And I think interestingly here also are the names that haven't come up. And it seems like their conversations with Indiana have really stalled out. They did Those names did not come up at all in this most recent news cycle. And I think that's worth noting. They are apparently still waiting for DeMar DeRozan to potentially become available. And they did call apparently to uh, check in on Kyle Kuzma and his availability. I think the positive way to look at this is that the, the type of players that they are in on, right, they clearly understand that they have a need at the wing. Um, and so, like, I think that was the positive way to look at it. The negative way, I think, to look at it is, I mean, none of the names that were attached to the Lakers today were not available before December 15th. So waiting to this point has been just putting this, this roster in a tougher spot. It's almost like the, their approach to the season in terms of, of building the roster and then adjusting it is very much like a, a coach who starts a really bad starting lineup and then expects the team to kind of make up for it over the course of the game. This team starts with a, with a pretty poor, roster i think at the beginning of the year and and now is waiting potentially too long to adjust to the needs of that roster and i think that's you know it, it's putting on a lot of extra wear and tear i think on on lebron and on anthony davis that really concerns me like it's 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 you know it, I, I was hoping to hear one new name today a new name who wasn't available before today we didn't get that that was not that was not something that came up and now we're finding out that Russell Westbrook is now un considered unlikely to be moved. It could be posturing, but given how un un unwilling the Lakers have been in to move Russell Westbrook, seeing as he's still on the roster, 
might not be posturing. You might they might actually feel that way. So um I think the Russ the Russ conversation is an interesting one, Aaron. And I think this is where because you can't quite chime in on the specific names of all of this, but I do think the Russ conversation is an interesting one because I think people are conflating him being better than last year with him being actually good. And I think yeah. and and actually like worth having at forty seven million dollars coming off of your bench and not being particularly trustworthy in clutch moments with, with those lineups. Um, I, I know that I, I know that I can come off as harsh when it comes to Russell Westbrook, but is, is, do you think that's, do you think that's an oversimplification on my part or do you think there is value on, on keeping him on the roster playing this role? Um, I think there is, I, I think you're right that he is much better. He has been much better. Um, just period. And his role fits much better this year than it did last mm-hmm. year. Um, there should be but a lot, but I, yeah, <laughs> but I also, I also agree, but I also agree that like, he still hasn't been good. He's been better. He hasn't been good. Yeah. Um, but I do think there is, so part of it is, is the, or one of the interesting parts of it is the relative value of him to the Lakers versus somebody, you know, team, whatever. And Raj mentioned earlier that, you know, maybe th- there's a reluctance, you know, other teams might be more willing because he's played better. And I don't think that's the case. I don't think any team that's going to trade for Russ is trading for Russ, the player. They're, They're trading, trading for, for the contract, right? Correct. So mm-hmm. the At fact least that he's been better. Some team is interested in Russ, the player now. I think more teams are interested in Russ, the player now, but they're interested in Russ, the buyout player. Than sure. they are the player sure. that they would the forty seven yeah, sure. million dollars. Well, that player. doesn't that for the sake of the tr- uh, potential trade doesn't yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody trading. There are teams that are interested in Russell Westbrook, the player. There are not teams that are trading for Russell Westbrook because they want Russell Westbrook, the player, at his co- current contract. Because a winning a but, winning team doesn't have forty seven million of salary they can give up, right? That's kind of the, I mean, the thinking well, there. Some may, but they they're not gonna. Some may, but they're not gonna. Not want. for that. I mean, not right. for yeah, Russell I mean, Westbrook, right? right. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are there are there are teams like say Philadelphia, who's good, who has you know a, a pretty big albatross contract. Also, um, he's a better player than Russ. But I mean, there are teams that are that are team. There are teams that are winning that have big salaries that they would be willing to move. Um, I would say, for example, the Brooklyn Nets have a pretty big salary that <laughs> that they would be willing to move, right? So th- those things do exist. And by the way, Brooklyn's a winning team at this point. Yeah, they're um, winning. So now. I think that's that's part of it with Russ. Russ is the Russ, the player, has more value to the Lakers than he does other places. Does that mean that Russ can't be traded or shouldn't be traded because he's been good? No. But one thing that the Lakers, despite the fact that they have a million guards, one of the things that they do not have is a bunch of playmaking. And so I'm not su- suggesting that you shouldn't trade Russ because that's not that's not my position. But it is not like how Anthony has described it. And I'm not saying he has he does this year, but how he has in the past where just like get anything, just get him out of here or even sending him home kind of thing is more valuable than Russ being here. There is a there is something to replace. Um, if Russ is traded there, that like, there are guys like Dennis Schroeder can go get buckets, right? He's fine. Um, Anthony Davis can a little bit fine, but they're not guys that get, uh, get buckets for other people. Russ does for all of his flaws does make the game easier for LeBron and for AD by getting them easier baskets. So I think that is something that needs to be AD, replaced. Yes. I don't necessarily agree regarding LeBron. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is more AD, but yes. He makes the game, his creation makes the game easier for 
other people. And again, despite the fact that they have a bunch of ball handlers and a bunch of guards, those are not guys that generally create, like Patrick Beverly's not creating for anybody else, really. Um, Patrick Beverly's not doing a lot of of anything offensively (laughs) right now, but he is not, but his game is not one where he's like known as, I think the only thing he's created so far is content for a Boston sports site, right? Like that's it. (laughs) Uh, About the Indiana part of it (laughs) is all of this is a moving target and Chicago, you know, all of it. It's, it's a moving target, right? Um, Charlotte, it's a moving target. All of these trades, they're all moving targets. Indiana's, yeah, you're saying those guys aren't being mentioned now. Those guys are winning. Indiana's Indiana's a good basketball team and doesn't look like they want to tank. We all thought that they were going to be trying to tank, and it doesn't look like it. Um, so there are always teams that are better than you think, right? Like Utah has been better than everybody thought. It's pretty shit luck that Earth. all of the teams that the Lakers uh, yeah, were hoping right. would have bad years have been better uh-huh. than they thought. Yeah, like sure. I mean, there's no one of them. Not true because like Chicago, who you mentioned as a as a yeah, potential but like, partner, it, is they bad. haven't they haven't had such a bad season that they have. They have. No, but it had. I, I don't know. It, I don't know that they're admitting they're willing to admit it yet. But they they should have blown it up anyway, and they have had a bad enough season that just based on this season. But I think I, I think direction. I'm also really concerned, as I told you guys in Slack. I'm I'm like long term concerned about Lonzo. Yeah, and if he can ever be himself again i think something came out today saying he might not play again yeah. this year which was already my suspicion yeah I, I like i think this is like a potentially like career threatening thing for him he's 25 if, man, if you include was... that in the rest of it with the rest of it i think chicago should be blowing it up uh, they haven't admitted it yet but they have been that bad this year yeah, and but like they, they haven't had it. They so haven't bad. had it so bad. Like they've been fairly competitive. They've lost a lot in the clutch. They haven't been so bad that ownership is like, wait, it, like that owner because their ownership sucks. Like <laughs> we we can be Jerry Reinsdorf sucks at this, right? As an owner, um, I can actually say this, and and they haven't been so bad that Jerry Reinsdorf is like, well, my goal is out of reach, and his goal is to get into the playoffs and get a couple home games of, of, of playoff revenue. And then everything from there is kind of candy, um, is, is, is house money, I guess, from that point on. And I don't think they've had such a bad season that a play-in game or a first-round playoff game are completely out of reach if they don't just kind of figure a couple things out. I mean, they're awful. I <laughs> they're just they're awful. But they're, they've been think... bad in the clutch, right? Like it's kind of like the Lakers. Like they've had a very, they've had a very similar season to the Lakers, where it's a bad roster, and they're bad in the clutch, and that's a really bad combination because you're playing a lot of close games and you aren't good in those close games. Therefore, you lose those close games. Um, so I don't, I don't, I, I, I can. I'm not going to go so far as to say that I completely disagree with you, Aaron, that they haven't had, uh, they've clearly had a really bad season in Chicago. I just don't know if it's bad enough that their ownership will actually blow it up and tank because that's revenue that he doesn't want to miss out on. And the other problem is I think it's, I mean, they had their terrible trade to get Booch. I think it's this pick this year is one of the top four four protected. And so, but yeah, my point is that they, they're running out of time to be bad enough to get to have a good shot at being right. There's you know, Houston and or Houston's been winning a bunch of games, but like Houston and Orlando, Detroit, et cetera, even Charlotte, like there's teams with seven wins 
you know, they start racking up a few more wins here. If Chicago does with, they have 11 now, I think they have the same record as the Lakers 11 wins, you know, that starts to look like, uh Oh, we're going to lose our pick. So if they are going to do something, it probably behooves them to do so quickly. So they've both been terrible and also might win too much. <laughs> they are. T- Chicago is terrible but they might win too much to get them down at the level with the teams that are actively trying, have been actively trying to lose since the beginning is my point. Yeah. The the problem is that the the lottery odds are so flat at this point that like, I I don't know if if, like anybody feels confident losing enough to ensure yourself those odds. Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, and that's the, but, and and look, that's how that was intended to work. You know, I've been pretty hard on actively trying to lose. Well, sure. Yeah. You know, you watch, you watch the Lakers in clutch moments and I have my questions too. Um, well, that's, but, what, that's where I kind of wanted to move like this conversation because Anthony, me and you talked about this after the space, but Aaron, I'm interested. Yeah. Like you hear this, you hear this term save coaches from themselves. And I don't think this is like, uh, like, I don't think this is blaming Darvin Ham, but I think this is like the biggest. He deserves some health. blame. I think he deserves no, some yeah, blame. No, for sure. I just mean in like in this terms. Um, I think the biggest elephant in the room and the way that every one of these conversations should be centered on is our closing lineups. We are four and nine, I believe now, in games decided within five points. A lot of those games are with AD playing. We have the worst net rating. We're negative 30. Let's see if I have the numbers pulled up here. We're negative 35.2 in the final five minutes of games. We have the worst offense, and we are uh, 27th in defense in that time. And I don't think that's a trend anymore. And I, you know, I get Darvin Ham was brought here. Russ is coming wait, off. Wait, wait, you don't, or, you or it is, it is a trend. It's not a blip yeah. anymore. Yeah. All right, you sorry. think it is a trend? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is a trend. Sorry. You don't think um, but, it's a coincidence? Um, no, yeah. not a coincidence. Not a coincidence. Um, but I think like that's where we're really losing games. And my question is, like, I get Russ is coming off the bench, but if it's just ceremonial reasons and he's still closing a bunch of these games, didn't play in Detroit, but yeah, played I mean, last night against fourth, Boston. Yeah. Set the whole fourth in Detroit, but played the whole in Boston, played in all these other games. Can you close with Russ on the floor? That's my, like, with the roster constructed, can you close and will you win enough to, I guess, be anywhere in the eight to nine range? And that's, to me, where the urgency should be here. And it's not like Russ has fallen since. It's not Darvin Hands. It's just like, I don't think Darvin Hands, because you talked about it, Russ is playmaking. But that's happening in like quarters two and three, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of when the game is flowing. It's a fast pace. It's a transition game. But Darvin Ham well, can't yeah, be like he's also playing against other teams' backups at that time too. Exactly, and but Darvin Ham can't go up to Russ and be like, "It doesn't matter how well you play in quarters two and three. You're not closing the game. It's not a conversation you can have. That right? That, like it's not a real. No, I, I mean, con- I, I think he can have that. Um, I don't know that he's going to. If you're asking me what I would do, no, I don't. I think it would be rare that I would close with Russ, but. Even how well he plays during the game, like even if yeah, I mean, he's there, the there's I think I be... think you can start those clutch minutes. Like if if he, if he's playing well, yeah. you start those clutch minutes with Russ out there. But as soon as he starts doing Russ bad Russ things, that's where you get him out. So, um, you know, I I heard a really good description of Russ, and I want to bring it up. And this is why it's probably difficult for Darvin to have those thoughts about how well he's playing right like basing it on how well he's playing and i agree that you kind of have to but um uh do you guys know claire that that writes for uh guardian mm-hmm. so she uh i think it's claire mpls i believe is her her mm-hmm. twitter handle she described russ in my opinion really well which which is he always makes like these 
really he puts himself in terrible positions and makes really and is a really bad decision maker. He makes really bad decisions. He's just so good that he can that it works a bunch of the time. Mm-hmm. So right. the fact that he's going to do those things all the time and still have it work sometimes makes it hard for me to trust based on how he's playing earlier in the game because that just means that those bad decisions are he's getting himself out of it because he's so good more often and that isn't really sustainable. I wouldn't play Russ to close games generally. As a general rule, I would not. But, and even with the starting lineup, right, the people are do not love Darwin's starting group no. um, playing the three small guys together. Um, I think that don't that defend is, it, Aaron. You're about to get that guy in your mentions again. <laughs> no, he actually said something really nice to me, and he took Anthony Irwin's stand off of uh, his bio. <laughs> he actually said something very nice to You're me. You're dead today. to me, whoever um, this person is. <laughs> uh, so I, I wouldn't, but I think part of this is like Darvin him. He's never, he's never been a head coach before, right? Part and part of it is like getting that feel for lineups who you trust right and coaches have every coach does every coach has blind spots they all do right we step for vogel we used to also always talk about him playing avery bradley too much right? mm-hmm. that's coaches have guys they trust coaches have blind spots um i don't think to be honest for me i don't think the the late game stuff is a lineup issue as much as it is like an execution approach. and approach yeah. issue that Darvin has more control over, but right. Like your best players. And in this case, LeBron is going to do what he is most comfortable with. And he is going but, to slow the game down, play half court basketball. The Lakers, I believe lead the NBA in pace, except they play at a snail's pace in the crunch time because it's all LeBron. That's what, most, that's what most teams do though right the, the, the game slows down and i feel like we put more roadblocks like obviously lebron has to be better but like i've seen this movie 500 times where this they put the other team comes out of the timeout we're up 13 they come up boston comes out of the timeout and they put luke Cornet on russell westbrook they deny they deny 80 the basketball and mm-hmm. then they just park his man and then obviously they guard, russ, they guard goes, russ like the lakers guarded russ in the play in the bubble Play. exactly yes. yeah plus we ha- we don't have the requisite shooting either that you know houston did or other teams do so if it's like patrick beverly out there or whoever next to it it's it's not enough to create i just think like we're making life a lot harder and that's where i think like where our games are being lost and i get the starting lineup sucks too but i think like that's the question to answer here because I think, I think the difference this- though is that yes other teams do the game slows down in the fourth quarter yeah um and LeBron is incredible at it, and he's going to have the ball the whole time and make all the decisions. The The difference, though, I think, is we are seeing some, like, erosion of LeBron, right? He's in this fucking, what, 37, 38, it's year 20. I mean, like, and it's like a little, he's still damn good, but there's, like, yeah. little bits of chipping away. Plus, he's playing a lot of minutes, so later in the game, he's going to be more tired, even though he's an alien. He isn't. He's maybe 95% of himself physically, and he's tired, and so he starts settling for jump shots that are not going in right now. Um, so I think that I think that devolvement of the offense is the bigger problem than because the Lakers' offense in general is, I mean, it's not great, but it's been trending up considerably recently. Um, I think that has to do with I think that is the the major cause for why the crunch time stuff has struggled. the The issue to me is is that. Like the margins on the Lakers are already razor thin, right? Mm-hmm. And 
like every time the Lakers look like they're playing well, you look up at the score and you're like, man, you're only up seven. And then every time they're they're playing poorly, you're like, holy shit, how did they go down by thirteen in two and a half minutes? And and I think like that's a that's a result of you know, again, and I, I you know, I, I'm gonna have to start finding new ways to say flawed roster, right? <laughs> but but like I, I think when when a coach is forced into, you know, some of the bad lineups that he's playing, um, and and there's also locker room politics that go on as well, and he has his own preferences as well. Um, like there there's there's all these issues that that kind of come to the forefront. And when the Lakers are not operating at their absolute optimal level, they are a bad basketball team. You know, at their best, they're pretty good. They're pretty good to good. But I think at their worst or at their not even worst, but like at their just slightly below their average, it's just it's it can be devastating to your chances of winning basketball games. And and I think this is why, you know, back when they won a championship in 2020, I could whine and cry and bitch and moan about the starting lineup back then, but that was like the best team in the NBA that year. And you have enough margins to get away with playing JaVale McGee early in games. And you have the margins to get away with regular season Rondo, who by the way was bad that year until the bubble started. (laughs) But like, but with this team and over the last couple of years, the last few years, really, like the margins have really shrunk and I don't think the Lakers have reacted properly to those margins shrinking and the margins shrink because LeBron's slippage, the margins shrank because before this year, Anthony Davis didn't look like this version of Anthony Davis and, and, you know, starting slowly night in night out is one way that you put tension on those margins and the, the flawed approach to clutch moments where they slow the game down and they oversimplify the game, that also shrinks those margins. And I think the Lakers keep hitting that tipping point in 16 games so far this season. Or how would you say? They were 4-9 and nine in... in uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's nine times this season, nine times this season, the Lakers have had those margins overcome. They've, they've, they've outshot their margins. And, you know, th- this is why... You know, at the beginning of the year or heading into the year, I wanted them to make a trade that would expand those margins because, it, of course, a rookie head coach would fuck up. Like, that's what they do. <laughs> of course, like that's how that's how this works. A rookie head coach, no matter how impressive and and impressive is one of the more uh, Darvin Ham is one of the more impressive rookie head coaches um, that have come along, um, but he's going to make rookie mistakes, and I think, you know, this is where a more experienced front office would equip the head coach with the ability to make some of those mistakes and learn on the job. Um, but this, this front office hasn't, you know, and this front office lacks that experience. And I think this is where, you know, not making the trade heading into the season has really affected the, 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 the Lakers season to this point. I, I don't, and the more that they wait, the, 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 more difficult that these because the teams are going to get better over the course of the year so the longer that the lakers wait to actually expand their margins the more often they're going to wind up on the wrong end of these close games well i mean you said it was a rookie head coach but i mean you know frank vogel wasn't a rookie head coach last year and he also had to play or didn't have to how i don't know how the how the specifics were worked out but 
closed with Russ pretty much every single time last year as well. Yeah. I just think like that's a it's a tough thing to have. I, I know the team is different and all that this year. I just like I still like I'm watching the same movie even from last year. You know, it's the it's the same thing and just conceptually it just makes sense. Like you have no other off ball threat, so he's the on ball guy and that's the guy the offense runs through and i hate picking on him because i think you know we've, we've talked about this all year russ is four for 19 in clutch situations this year and i believe three i think 18 of those are jump shots um so like it's it i feel like i've seen this so many times and i think that's where the team has to decide um what it's doing and i like the bogdanovich i think that would he'd be a great fit i think we i think chris haynes reported we offered an unprotected or, or sorry a protected first I don't know how protected that was, but uh, I think we we offered something like that for Bogdanovich. I think that would be kind of my answer. But yeah, I just I I think like I've seen this last year as well. Even with Ham being a rookie head coach, like I think Vogel had the same situation, um, which is why I think something should have been done in the summer. But and and this is where this is where with Russ, this is where I do think there is still potential value in just sending him home. Um, he has been good by his standards, and he's been better than last year. But not having him available in any of those moments, I think, would benefit Darvin Ham. Like not allowing Darvin to go to that as an option, because I don't, I don't think the Lakers like if 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 you essentially just move Schroeder into the role that Russ is playing, and you relied more heavily on Reeves and on Troy Brown and Juan Toscano Anderson if he's ever healthy, like and and if you go bigger and you play with <laughs> Wenyan Gabriel and, and Anthony Davis at the same time. Like, I think there are ways that the Lakers can rely less on the guards that they have so far this year. And, like, if you just don't give Darvin that option to go to clutch, I do think the Lakers would improve in the clutch. I don't think, I don't, I don't, it's not something that I expect everybody to just agree with. And I understand, especially like Russ stands, like I got, you know, I'm, I'm already prepared for how this is going to go in my mentions. But, but I do think that. Like a, a, again, like I said a second ago, a, a more experienced front office, a front office that is more in lockstep with their head coach, would protect the head coach from himself. And we used to see this all the time, where like, you know, a coach has a a, a favorite player of theirs, and the team makes an acquisition at that player's position. That means that that player can't play as much anymore. And it's just been forever since we've seen that, you know, and, and, and uh, it's something that, that, that frankly the Lakers kind of miss here. And, and like, I, again, it's cool that Russ has been playing the way that he has. It's cool that he's accepted this role and all of that stuff, but the Lakers are still 11 and 16. We can't act as if like everything is great. Like that, that dynamic piece today, I was just sitting, he used the, he used the example of Russ, like he got back on defense and he blocked Jalen Brown and the fan said, good job, Russ. And you're like, yeah, but you ignored the fact that he on the last on the play before that it was a three on one fast bake that he lobbed the ball to nobody and Marcus Marcus Smart stole it, got the ball up to Jalen Brown, and Russ had to go up and make and make up for the mistake. Like the, the the bar is so low for Russ that I feel like we we've we've made it so that he can be a subpar NBA player at forty seven million dollars, and that's okay, and that's how you arrive at eleven and sixteen. That's how that happens. No, it's it's not okay, but. He's not, I mean, he's like the Lakers, I don't know, fifth best player, something like that. I think that's yeah. fungible. Like, I think, I think that's okay. Fine. I, okay, I think fine. you could okay, find it like within the Lakers own, you could find within the Lakers own roster, a, a, a fifth best player who 
you don't worry about doing those rust things in the clutch. No, again, I vehemently disagree with sending him home. Um, okay. The Lakers aren't good. That's enough. fine. The Lakers just aren't like not not good enough. The Lakers don't have enough talent to. We don't get to that clutch situation, right? Or, in that I mean, in that situation. Now, I, again, I do agree with. Uh, I don't think Russ should be playing in the clutch generally. I also don't think that it's a. I think it's not like a pet thing for Darvin. That I think Darvin does believe that he is giving the team the best chance to win in the clutch. I disagree. But this is the guy who said, who had that difficult conversation, Russ, you're coming off the bench. So I don't think it's that he, Darwin is unwilling to not play Russ. I mean, again, he sat him for the whole fourth quarter, what, two games ago. So I, I think, but I do think, uh, Anthony, your point about margin is a good one. And this is where I agree, that, or this is one of the areas that I think the lack of shooting really hurts the Lakers because shooting every is game what, is a math problem every game shooting but it's also the, the margin it's about like the shocking you you were saying like oh the lakers are playing well and you look up and they're only up seven or the lakers are playing not that well and you're like damn down 12 it's because they're not making those jump shots that end runs or or like cause runs right the ones that really like get the building going those dagger threes the lakers put them away make, yeah they're just not making those and that's what you know, that's when you, you're like, damn, they're playing well. Okay, good shots, but the shots aren't going in. That's what gives you a seven-point lead instead of a 15-point lead, especially at home, right? Those are the ones that yeah. can, like, break the will of the opposition, right? Famously, like, the Warriors, you know, the third quarter, they just come out and, you know, make eight threes in the quarter and chase now. But Oracle used to just, like, the roof would blow off the place, and the other team just goes, like, we have no chance here. Every team has those those runs. There are points in just about every game for both teams where there's that run that's building and building and building. And it's not always, but very often it's a three or two that you have a couple open ones. And those are the ones that really like extend your margin. Those are the ones that, again, take it from a seven point lead to a 13 point lead and force the other team to call a timeout. So I think that is even probably more so than the spacing issue, which is an issue. Um, And by the way, even if the Lakers get some of these shooters that you guys are talking about, there's still going to be a spacing issue because everybody is going to be more afraid about LeBron and AD. So they are going to be, they are still go- They will have more room to operate, but they are not going to have enough room to operate uh, unless you get, I mean, a couple real shooters that everybody is terrified for, you know, five alarm fire kind of guys. So I think the biggest reason, the shooting thing, I think that speaks to the margin thing and the like pressing leads and breaking the will of the opposition or ending runs from the other team, you know, like, all right, they just made a couple buckets in a row. We're not doing much. All right, somebody go. We need a three here to kind of just calm everything down. I think that's where the sh- one of the areas of shooting is really like it's it's difficult not having the shooting. All right, last thing before we get out of here um, regarding this, the the today's news, I think the thing that made me feel the most uneasy, and this is an un, uh, you know, a, an anonymous report here from Sam Amick. Um, but you know, he, so backstory on this is that the Lakers had reportedly had a trade get to the one yard line with the Indiana Pacers for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. And in Amick's report, he says that Jeannie Buss was reluctant to move Russell Westbrook this off season, um, for fear that he would do what he's doing here with the Lakers this season. And, uh, 
you know, when you hear about a trade, get to the one yard line and then not happen. Oftentimes, the only thing that can stop something at the one yard line, and by the way, Raj, this means it's like about to happen. I know you're not really a football guy. Um, but I've like, heard it, of that. Yeah. It, it means it's about to cross the goal line. But the, the only the only thing the only thing that can stop a trade at the one yard line is often ownership. And and this is the part like look, it is within Jeannie's right. It is like it is her call. She has final say on these moves, and that is the position and the power that she holds and wields. However, that is not the way that she has said that she wants to hold and wield that power. And at a time where there is so much ambiguity as it pertains to the Lakers and the way that they operate, where it's Rob Polinka is your president of basketball operations. There is still no general manager and there isn't an uh, assistant. I, well, there might be an assistant. No, vice president. No, I guess Rob is the vice president of basketball operations. There is no GM. To my point, there, like, <laughs> there, there was a leak last season. There are people within the Lakers organization who don't know what Linda Rambis does, right? And there's all this ambiguity um, that 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 uh, over how the Lakers operate, and this is the kind of thing where, look, the end result people can say and they can feel however they want to feel about whether the Lakers should offer up two first rounders for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, um, and and people can how feel however they feel about whether they should trade the the they should trade Russell Westbrook given the way that he has played so far this year. That's all, I think, beside the point. I think that kind of misses the point. To me, the concern here is that we just don't know how this stuff goes. And if Jeannie, who has claimed to this point or has claimed very loudly um, to want nothing to do with basketball decisions and stays out of those, uh, of those operations— um, if she is scuttling trades there at the very at the very end of this thing where it's at the one yard line and these things aren't happening, then that's a very different relationship. And now we have to be now now Jeannie puts herself under the microscope for her basketball acumen. And that's not something that I, I that 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 I, I think she wants. I don't think that's attention that she wants. Didn't so happen. can we move on now? <laughs> I mean, I'd okay. say Sam's really good. Sam's really good. Right, and he's a really good reporter. I don't know who his source is. I don't know who he talked to, but it didn't happen. Okay, or I would be but, incredibly shocked if it happened. But like, Anthony, is this, notion... what, is, this, is this what you meant by learning how the sausage is made? Is this is this what you meant? Let, let, yeah, a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after the show, after the show, I told no. Was it during the show or after it the show? It was during the show. It was during the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I said to Edwin and Raj, I was like, "Yeah, I was a bigger fan before because eventually you learn how the sausage is made and it turns you off to the sport." Um, but yeah, I, I sit in the dining table. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> just give me my sausage. <laughs> just bring it to me when it's ready. <laughs> give me my sausage with my broken TV in my one chair in my house. <laughs> the reason why i say the reason why i say that is twofold um she doesn't i mean yes obviously like every governor of a team has final approval like it can't a, a trade cannot happen without their approval um but a trade is not getting to the one yard line without like genie being a part of it like knowing being kept so up to date like on what's five? going on no, 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 no. She's she is she doesn't. In my experience, she doesn't like 
I wouldn't say metal in trades, right? But she knows what's going on. Rob is ta- Rob is telling her the conversations that he's having. Um, she's not like throwing out ideas, but he he is coming to her during the process and telling her where things stand. So anything like that is not getting to the one yard line and then having her say, no, we're not doing this. Is there like a first she's, in she's goal? Involved in, she's involved from the 50 yard line on, I guess, let's say to, to use the football. It's analogy pretty far back, Rod, man. That Rod, she, she knows. Yes. She is being kept up to date on what is going on. That's, that's the first reason I say it didn't happen. The other reason I'm saying it didn't happen is because if a trade gets to the one yard line, 95% of the time, I'm going to know about it. And, I was aware of well, discussions but like you with also, Indiana. I was aware you of also discussions didn't know with Indiana. that Matt Ryan was about to 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 get waived. Yeah, because that's not like a real thing. <laughs> that's not like a big like. That's not something that. How dare There's going to be a bunch of collaboration. He led the Minnesota Timberwolves in plus minus the other night. Did Aaron, he really? Has he been, has he been playing Maybe. well? I think Harrison told me that, but I think that was one of those things that Aaron tells me to. Or Harrison tells me specifically to get me to go full Joker. Like oh. I think that. Oh yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, there, again, there are things that I don't know about before they happen, but like the major stuff, I usually have been, you know, I usually have a good good sense of what's going on, um, at least during parts of it. And I do not know of any Lakers, Indiana trade that got anywhere near the one yard line in the office or in the paint basketball. Or like, just in- <laughs> yes, uh, I do not know of any. I do not know of any. Was it in uh, the restricted area? Restricted area, right? It was- yeah. <laughs> Jeannie, Jeannie's in there in the in the charge circle. What you say? She took a she's taking a charge to trying to take a charge to. to she kill slid the over, got her feet down, and that into the tray. Yeah, the ref was pointing down. It's you're in the you're in the circle. But um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, all right, and that's fine. I'm not saying that yeah, what yeah. you're saying is not true. And again, like Sam, but it, but one, yeah, but one, it's extremely well reported, yeah, like from report. multiple reporters that it got that far. So maybe it's coming what from Indiana, well, whatever. I, and multiple that, reporters have said that that it got to the one yard line. Yeah, okay. I've I've heard multiple reporters use that phrase I, too. I, okay. I, I haven't too, I haven't seen that. Okay, but like even even beyond the specifics of this one, right? Mm-hmm. To me, it's the issue of the ambiguity that drives me bonkers. Is mm-hmm. like there is no, and I don't know if this is by design so that there are people who don't get held to account, but because. Of how ambiguity. <laughs> now, see, I said ambiguity ambiguous. so often. Ambiguous. I said ambiguity so often, and you have to you have to emphasize, emphasize like different parts of the word. But because of how ambiguous this situation is, there's mm-hmm. just never any telling where any of these conversations are and who gets held to account when you have a roster as bad as this true. team is. That's not true. They they have told you. They have told you. you. You may not like the answer, or you may disagree, but they have told you. Jeannie tells you what she's a part of and what she isn't. Rob no, but, I, but this isn't even like a, this everything. isn't specific to Jeannie, though. This is like this is again. The Lakers don't employ a general manager. Like Rob is in they charge don't of have all one. basketball decisions. I mean, but but they, that's the thing, though, is that like he's in charge of basketball decisions, and mm-hmm. then according, you know, based on the stuff that that is reported and that I know, he mm-hmm. makes a he 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 compiles information on a basketball decision takes it to this inner circle and they talk things out. And, and, and apparently that inner circle has now expanded to include Jesse and Joey bus. And they're more involved now. And it's just like this, this, and, and Jeannie likes to say that it's this collaborative thing, but that's not 
how these things typically work. And when you see a, a, wait, an why organization, you, why you well, hold, hold on. Why do you why do you say that? Because of what I know is, about other teams. Is, no, no, that is how. I mean, there may be more people in different positions, but that is exactly how these things work. The general manager, well, whoever's the, the lead decision maker, they talk through ideas. They go make the calls. Get the only place and during the process they come there are fewer people, people at the top of this is okay. what i'm saying okay that's that that is fair there are more people like the triangle usually goes let's see i gotta do this because it's like mirrored but like usually the triangle gets it's fat at the bottom and it narrows on the way up right it's my body type it's fat at the bottom <laughs> and it narrows on the way up but like this isosceles triangle well this is like an in, inverted triangle right where you have rob your single, your, your singular decision maker, apparently, who now takes it to a bigger and expanded triangle at the top, and or, or, or I guess base at the top. And the thing with these inverted triangles is that they tend to topple over, like they 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 aren't very stable. And and you know I I just if it was working, I wouldn't have any questions. If the Lakers were good, no problem here. But the Lakers are coming off of their most frustrating season in franchise history last year, and they're 11 and 16 right now. There are clear needs on this roster, and the Lakers are kicking the can down the road because of what appears to be paralysis by analysis. And and again, wouldn't have a problem if that was if 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 they were good, if things were operating smoothly. But I don't think they are. And 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 this is where like a report today brings calls into further question the the actual path that <laughs> gets you from point A to point B or the 50-yard line to the one-yard line or I guess the three-point line or half court to the restricted area. And, I, and, and, and you know, at some point, they, we aren't owed anything, by the way. We aren't owed any, any kind of explanation on this. And, we, and there, are, there are plenty of organizations who run fine that don't offer that kind of transparency. But if there are... In, there, if if there are, uh, you know, whether it's shareholders or invested parties who have questions because an organization isn't operating at its optimal level, then those questions tend to get answered. And I'm not saying I'm important enough to have them, or fans are important. Your your typical Joe Blow fan is important uh, is important enough to have them, but we have not gotten gotten anything in the midst of this really frustrating run. And to get a report like this today, again, it just kind of highlights like, all right, yeah, I'm just throwing my hands up. I don't know how this is working. I don't know. But they've answered it very plainly. Rob has told you he's in charge of basketball and Jeannie runs the whole thing. She stays out of basketball and just gives final approval. Right. I told you but that. She's, like, but you may not like the answer, but that's the answer. But that's but that's not the answer, though. Aaron, you just said it a second ago. It goes to this like inner circle that is more involved. Yes, that has more that people in it than than with consulted. most. Yes, there are people right. that are consulted. Rob makes the final decision, and Genius sometimes like it. magic stops by, and sometimes it's Phil, and it's just like I, I like I don't know, man. Like again, if it was running smoothly, I wouldn't have a problem with it, you know. And I also like. I like I, I do want to say a couple things here that I think are important to point out. One, as it pertains to Aaron, he offers context. He doesn't always agree with what the Lakers are doing, but he's offering Correct. context on what goes into those decisions. Two, I think some of the, the mentions that I get as it pertains to Jeannie, like when she when she reacted to God, what was the what's the NFL.com 
I think he has a serious show. Used to be on ESPN. NFL.com has a serious show. Oh, I wouldn't have that answer. NFL.com sure. or NBA? Yeah. No, NFL. Like he was on he used to be with the ESPN and then now he's just does NFL stuff. Um okay. anyway, he was on Genie was on that show. Oh, you're talking about Rich Eisen. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So Rich Eisen asks about the inner circle and Genie Bus, you know, implied that sexism is involved anytime you ask about that inner circle or about Lena Rambis or so on and so forth. And and I understand where she's coming from on that because she does receive a shit ton of sexism and has been fighting sexism sometimes from her own family to get to where she is right now. So I understand where that is coming from. And I, and I think those two things are important to point out that like we can, we can, Aaron and I can have a back and forth about this and you might not like what Aaron is saying, but that is still viable and important information that he's providing. And I think Jeannie can be, can, can run a questionable organization without my, opinion on her running of that organization dipping into sexism that and, and and i think all of this i don't know it just i want the lakers to run better because i want to root for genie i want the lakers to run better selfishly because I, I i like the lakers and i want the lakers to run better because like i think they're capable of it i don't think what they're asked to, what the front office has to do this year is that difficult you have like 60 million dollars in expiring contracts and two first round picks that's something like all you need to do is find a couple uh, a couple wings. That shouldn't be like this earth-shattering task that 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 it apparently is. And and there is more to take into account there and that is an oversimplification, but that that is still where the frustration comes from from the fans. And I, I and I, I I can't necessarily blame the fans for that frustration before and right up until the point that it dips into ad hominem attacks of of my buddy Aaron. And of- <laughs> <laughs> hey man it comes with the territory um yeah no i think i, I think there's that what you're saying is is fair um i just think um it's important to provide the context and you're right i don't i often don't agree with things that happen i make that known plenty of times within you know the whatever circle i'm a part of um i'll i tell people the truth um, what I think of what moves should be made, shouldn't be made, et cetera. You want, I mean, I'll say it here. I disagreed with trading for Russ to begin with. I also disagreed with the the proposed Buddy Heald trade, you know, for Coos and all of that. I disagreed with both of them. And he was just Coos, Trez, and a first, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Kept um, I just, I disagreed with that. I think, I think I would have done that. So compared to like like compared to how things have gone since, no, but the, given the, the alternative, is, I think I would have preferred that. I do. I, I sometimes can come across here as like a Lakers homer and a Lakers uh, apologist. Propagandist. Um, I didn't say that. That's just what people are saying. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, part of that is because I think often you take one side so aggressively that I want to push back against that. But it doesn't mean that I disagree with everything that you're saying. And I understand why fans are frustrated and you will never catch me telling a fan how to fan. You know, as long as you're not like, again, saying anything sexist or racist or homophobic or anything like that. Like I don't boo yell, you know, talk shit to players on the other team, you know, get on Twitter and say whatever you want to say. As long as, you know, there's a level of decency, like fans can fan it however they want. And I understand the frustration. Um, I think you're saying 
just go get a couple wings is an oversimplification. Um, it is not that easy, but that is, you are correct that that obviously is a, is a place of need. And one of the reasons it's not that simple is because there's an opportunity cost to it, right? Like just go get, you know, whatever, take two of the names that, that you guys mentioned earlier, just go get two of those guys. Okay. Is that the best thing that's going to be available? Right. There's the question about Indiana over the summer. Okay. Would that be the best option? Maybe, maybe there's a better option coming. I mean, these are all things that you have to weigh. I'm not suggesting that there is. And I do understand the frustration and why it feels like kicking the can down the road. As can you like we just to say. say that like, if DeMar DeRozan is the quote unquote better option available down the road, he's not right. Well, why like, do you think that's all... the only one? Well, I'm just saying that like, like if, if, if that's somebody that is being waited for, he's not worth the wait. I don't, I, I wouldn't, I don't think he's a proper fit right now. I mean, y'all were, were real upset with me yes, last year when, when DeMar was kicking everybody's ass. I got to run to go watch uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. and uh, Max go watch, Christie. Go watch your Agua Caliente <laughs> Clippers. Um, yeah. But last thing I'll say, because that was fun to listen to you both go back. Again, I just got a peek into the kitchen. I was like, well, it's, it's kind of hot in there. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, man, I just want to break down pick and roll coverage. Let me go watch just some down screens or something. Um, But I think I think... <laughs> I think the the like main question this should like surround on is like, do they believe you don't have to answer this, Aaron, but like, do they believe that LeBron and AD are good enough to win a title as your two best players? Like that, that is like, that's what this season to me should be surrounded on. LeBron will be in year 21 next season, 39, you know, next year. I think like you, Anthony, I think you named this kicking the can down the road. You don't know if there's a road there, you know? Like, I, I don't know if there's a road there. I know that AD might be there. Like, I don't know what the road looks like. Yeah. I know what this year looks like. I know what AD looks like. I know what we're getting, at least from LeBron, in terms of, like, what he can be. I think, like, that Celtics third quarter, that fourth quarter against the Bucks. Like, there's those flashes There's like, okay, get this guy into that spot. Can he be good enough? Does the team believe that? I don't know. They're, I don't know. I'm not going to – I won't – I, I, I do think they can be the two best players on a championship team, and my sense is that – that is the prevailing thought that yes. Now I've said before that, you know, whatever we think of Anthony Davis has been an absolute monster this year and LeBron's still damn good. Uh, the, the, what is it? I think it was the ringer released their rankings and had him eighth and ninth in the league. Eight and nine, um, yeah. Fine. Like if that's a little low, a little high, if you have two guys in that area, I feel like that can win a title. However, um, as you've seen, like, you know, with last year's Warriors or Milwaukee the year before that, or the Lakers the year before that, like the three through whatever really matters. And the Lakers probably have the worst three through whatever in the league, the three through 10 or whatever mm. is probably the worst in the league. It, I mean, only it just probably the assets is to go out and fix that though. Okay, that sure. But it is what it is right now. So that, that adds like some context. Also, it's not quite as simple as just, are those two guys good enough to win the title? I think they are. I think the rest of, you know, the people that matter agree with that. Um, but there's a lot of work that has to be done behind them too. And from what I have seen, again, from what I have seen that has, you know, been available or I've heard about that's been available, I don't think there is anything that has gotten to the level of worth both picks. It doesn't mean there haven't been multiple deals, one pick here, one pick there, that I don't think would be useful. But yeah. two for anybody, I don't think there's any deal out there that gets them to the level with whatever you think the inner inner circle of contenders is. Yeah. Will there be? Maybe. I don't know. And there's, it is fair to say, well, too fucking bad. Go get better. 
Yeah, it might and be that's too a different late, threshold right? for everybody. It might be too late by the time you find the it good might, trade. It might, it might be. All right. Well, on that high note, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> But, but to be fair, do I mean, right, the, the Western Conference is like worse mid. than it's worse than we thought it was going to be. Also, right? So, like, yeah, and now Steph is hurt. The Lakers so. have kind of sucked, right? I think by the time Steph comes back, I suspect the Lakers will have passed them. Hmm. Okay. I think the Warriors are tenth, and we'll I think the Warriors are—is it the Warriors are tenth? The Wolves are eleventh, and the Lakers and Thunder are tied for twelfth and thirteenth. I suspect the Lakers and Wolves. Will both pass the Warriors by the time Steph is back. They're they are brutal without him and can't win on the road with him. So, I think the Warriors are in some trouble. Wolves and there's nobody else like the brutal. Warriors. I mean, the Warriors. The Lakers, Lakers are pretty brutal. What uh, two games or two and a half games out of like? It's not too late yet. Yeah, because the West sucks. <laughs> the West sucks. Well, the top of the East sucks too. No, the Lakers no, no, just no, beat no, no. Milwaukee and took Boston, Boston to overtime as built. As currently constructed, this idea that the Lakers are so far off and takes a miracle to get into title contention, I flatly disagree with. I just, I, and I will disagree with that till my dying day, which might be tonight because Aaron is killing me. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's going to do it though for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. We got to let Raj get off and root for his Clippers. Um, until next week, uh, though, who, uh, who, who are you hoping to see on, on, on the Agua Caliente Clippers? Steve Ballmer. Like, he just, uh, you Brandon, know, he just walks in. I've he's got seen, his. I've seen Boston? Brandon Boston a couple of times already. Yeah. He's, he's smooth. Um, I so you're, see you're, you're complimenting people named Boston who play for the. All right, man, we got to go. We got to get. <laughs> Talk to you all next week. <laughs>